All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. How's your week going? Uh, it's good. It's... I got you a mic sock. You see that in front oh, of you? Yeah. You're not. You don't have the screen in sweet. front of you. Did I have? A... Oh yeah. Will this sound like better? You think? It'll sound about the same. I just like a mic sock better right, than you're a pop not filter. Using the cans this week? No, they're there. We're good. Okay. I've got us all uh, audio tested. Dial I think this it. is as good as it's going to sound for now. Cool. How did it sound last week with the double channel thing? Great. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. Better than usual. I don't know. I think it's about the same. I, I'm just happy to have options. The option that the the you're happy to have the gear. Well, and uh, it's not going to hurt because my brother's going to Toronto for four months. Yeah. Uh, he and I have been talking about doing a Star Wars themed podcast oh, cool. just via Skype or whatever, just sure. as a means of like weekly talking on the phone. Yeah. We always talk about awesome. Star Wars anyway. So we're trying to format that together. Very cool. Yeah. I always think about like friends that I talk to that I'm just like, how do you come up with these things? Like I have a friend named Gooch mm-hmm. and he would be birth name. Yeah. No, his last name's Goocher. Mm-hmm. And he would be really funny to talk to. Uh, for instance, about Star Wars. You get yeah. him started on Star Wars. Man, saw The Last Jedi last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it'd be like, it was awful. And you're like, oh, that kind of threw me for a loop. I thought you were going to. He was like, fuck, man. Like, some of the action was really cool. But I looked into it after the fact. And all those positive reviews they had, they bought them. That's not true. <laughs> so this is why it's interesting to talk to him. He's you're a conspiracy like, nut? No, no, not even that. Just he's got a take on everything. Because and sometimes it's very well informed. Yeah. And other times you're like, I don't know where you got that from. It's, that's but the, it's always entertaining. And it always keeps the conversation moving. The opposite of true, because a lot of the negative hype about that movie is bought. Oh, interesting. So says certain other things. Right. Says, Probably the, says truth, <laughs> the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Right. Uh, did I ask you how your week is going? It doesn't need to be asked every single week. Your week's always pretty good. You're a good-natured person. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Are you in a, in a state? No. The Patriots not. are in the Super Bowl. That's fabulous. Super pumped for that. So that's coming up Sunday. I'm looking up prop bets. I'm annoyed about uh, greeting cards. <laughs> okay. Greeting cards are my point of contention this week. All right. Because I'll let you explain. There are full grocery store aisles, uh, drugstore aisles, bookstore aisles dedicated to a sea of stationery, paper, supposedly clever and charming gift cards, mm-hmm. greeting cards, and they all fall under one of three categories. There's the heavily commercialized uh, uh, pop cultural card with like a picture of Kylo Ren or like a picture of Dora the Explorer, a picture of Snoopy. Okay. Uh, there is the overly saccharine, subtly Jesus-y curse of handwriting, yeah, gold, flowery gold card curse of handwriting that you get from a grandmother. And then there's the butt crack card, which is just the cheapest yep. dad drinks beer, mom drinks Chardonnay, uh, like yeah. kind of one liner and then a cartoon butt crack on the inside. Yep. And why are those our only options for giving a sweet sentiment to someone we care about? Okay. That's my whole, my so whole you, issue. You went in looking for a card. I, for I went to go buy it. And, and expecting more is kind of the funny thing. Yeah, I'm not expecting more. I'm just always hoping. I'm an optimist. You know, if you go to like a gift shop or something, you'll find a gift card that's like very nice and could be funny and creative and but if different. Been, to spend twelve dollars on a gift card on a on a on a greeting card. Yeah, I'm, you don't have to get the the greeting card. I don't know what the, this greeting card is. What is who is this greeting card for? I was going to get a graduation card for my brother. Ah. They don't sell graduation cards this time of year. So I got a retirement card. <laughs> nice. I love doing that. <laughs> just scratching stuff out. Yeah. But you could get a congratulations card. At, no, they again, didn't have at, those. At, not at this place, but at like a nice place where you could maybe get your brother, I don't know, a card for the thing that's happening to him and have a nicer overall card. An experience for your brother. He'll remember you forever. Maybe he'll want to talk to you when he's in Toronto rather than... I could have made him a card. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't. Why? Do I seem like the crafty type? Yeah, you do. I've seen some of the... Didn't you like... uh... Callmark. I used to put Callmark on the back of homemade greeting cards. You're right. That's not bad. I have a history of being crafty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, why are you like trying to to hide these facts about you? I am when they're I am. in plain sight. You're right. I think I'm exhausted. Is what it is. I have two more morning shows. Yep. Before sure. I can go back to sleeping past four fifteen. Right. A.M. And it's just I'm just coasting now. You're excited about that. I am excited about not doing mornings anymore. Now you were into it in the beginning. I feel like it was a good thing for you. 
It was really good because I get kind of like stale. And yeah. it's good to have a, a shakeup, especially like a three-month temporary uh, little sabbatical. Yeah. Because like it's a good amount of time. It's more than just covering a person's vacation. When I did morning radio permanently, quote unquote, mm-hmm. on a more permanent basis, I found the timing of it to be very easy. Right. Go to bed, get up because it's when I get up. And I really relished all this free time I'd have every okay. single afternoon. And now knowing that it's temporary, I find every day to be a challenge. Right. And and. The nostalgia, this kind of might wean you off it a little bit. If you were ever like, ah, oh, I'd like to just do mornings again. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of pressure. I yeah. love uh, co-hosting with somebody who's talented sure, and clever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I also like my own company. Totally. <laughs> I think you excel in both ways. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I saw a phantom thread the other day. Where'd you see it? We went to the theater to, to the see theater. it. What'd you think? It was really good. Okay. Technically speaking, it was stunning. It was like the sets and the sure, yeah. the costumes were beautiful and the score was beautiful. It occurred to me I'd never really seen a full Daniel Day-Lewis performance before. No? Because I've never seen There Will Be Blood or My Left Foot or Last of Mohicans or, or even like Gangs in New York. I wow. Saw, you haven't seen any of those? No, because they're usually very violent films. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I saw about an hour of Lincoln, mm-hmm. and I turned it off because it, it was so, so boring. That's boring. like his only super boring one. Right. So I never watched a fully realized performance by this legend of performance before, Yeah. and it really was great. There was not an insincere note. No, and, you're like, he's a very good actor. Like, yeah, I was. Yeah. I know. That's my hot take about DDL. Yeah. <laughs> and his co-star in it is really something, too. But it really is like something to watch when you're you're sitting there and you're thinking this is one of the biggest actors in the world and i'm not thinking of him that way no like you don't realize that till after the movie like oh wow no that was it was very real and that's what made it so unsettling at times yeah did you see this movie no i, I it's one of the ones on my list i still you'll seen. like it because it's a thinker it's cool. not it's not just about a guy who sews for a living Good. it's like there's weird stuff happening Good. In it. uh Can't and, and it's it's long it's too long okay uh but uh but I was a fan overall. What do, you, what do you think the chances of that getting Best Picture are? Zero. I don't think that will happen at all. Okay. I think I think that uh, Three Billboards is becoming the La La Land of this year. Um, mm. It's becoming the La La Land didn't win Best Picture. Last that's year. what I mean. It's oh, it's becoming gotcha. the, it's becoming the favorite to win, and so as a result, it's becoming a little bit maligned do backwardly. You think get Out will just randomly take it. I think that would be like the great Oscar coup. Yeah. I think that it's not. Out of the question. If we were to, I, I don't have a pen and paper, but if we were to rank the nine, mm-hmm. I would put Get Out in the top half because of what a story that would create. Yeah. And the Oscars kind of love to uh, self-congratulate over how woke they are. Totally. Yeah, um, that's very true. When they're not usually very, mm-hmm. but it happened last year with Moonlight. And it was like important that Moonlight won Best Picture right. last year. No, I think Billboards will probably still win, but Lady Bird is probably a runner up and she could, that, that could definitely be a dark horse. Cool. Um, did you happen to see the call me by your name, funny or die, uh, CGI thing where no. it was like, did you know that, uh, call me by your name was actually done entirely in front of green screen. <laughs> just <laughs> showed them like superimposing, like weird, random, like lacrosse rackets on a mantelpiece in the background, which is largely a, an inexpensive movie to make. I would yeah, think that's the, fu- yeah. That's- did you see it? No, I still haven't seen it. I, uh, that's on my list. And obviously Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread's probably at the top. The, I, I think the you post, should definitely put it at the top, yeah. Yeah, the posts I could see too. Uh, I, I want to watch all of them. I saw this weekend, Good Time. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Our Pats, it's really that good. It's, okay, it's very good. So dark. It will unsettle me? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I, I had that feeling the whole time of like, oh, God, like well, this isn't. Meanwhile, I was just getting a stomach flu. Oh, so yeah. it was like right at the point where I was like, oh God, my, this is, this is just not a happy moment. So I could get woozy. It's not what, no, it's not what caused me to feel sick. It just overall, like the feeling of sickness and then watching this thing that was gen, generally not just a drag. happy at but all. But he, he impressed you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. There's a few people in it. Actually, I think the director has a, a role in the movie. Okay. And yeah, everything about it impressed me. Like. I followed along the story very closely. There's, it's you got to see it. I, I don't want to give a whole lot away, but okay. it was a 
it was a story that has not been told before and i need to kind of like spark notes the meaning of it all i think now that it's done i love doing that with a film yeah we talked about it and and i totally forgot to do it yeah but uh, i thought about it yesterday and then fell asleep so i've still got darkest hour which i think is this year's lincoln like i think it's probably yeah. very good i'm sure the performance is good but people are telling me oh yeah man it's, it's a slog yeah uh there's we're also oversaturated with churchill right now yeah um and I think The Shape of Water could also win Best Picture, so there's no way I can get away with not watching that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that one, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to take Best Picture. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's won a few things, or it was earlier on. I think yeah. he could still win, totally. Guillermo. Yep. But uh, like like you said, you know, I've seen seven out of nine. I may as well see right. them all. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, sad news, I think. Definitely some tragedy in yesterday's news about Mark Sailing killing himself. Whoa, I, didn't, I missed this. He played Puck on Glee. Oh, he, no way. He was awaiting charges uh, for like 50,000 images of child pornography. Oh, my God. Um, Whoa, he, I didn't hear this story at he all. He was accused about two years ago by his ex-girlfriend of possessing child porn. Yikes. And then in the fall, he pled guilty. And so he was awaiting sentencing, and he was found uh, hanged yesterday. Yikes. 35 years old. Now, uh, his crimes are among the worst one can commit. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people jump at the opportunity on Twitter to say, like, good riddance, mm-hmm. fuck him. He did the world a favor by killing himself. And I just think it's like, I mean, it's a heavy thing. We don't have to get, like, super into it. But you should consider it's a horrible mental illness he had. Right. And he and contributing to the circulation of child pornography is a heinous crime. Mm-hmm. But as far as we know, he didn't physically abuse anybody. He just lived with the knowledge that he was a monster and clearly had so much shame in a world that doesn't really give you options for how to treat that horrible disease. Yeah, I guess I... Yeah, that's, uh, that is that is a heavy one, Sweets. Uh, Good evening. This is the show show. Friggin', friggin <laughs> puck. What yeah. what was his name again? Colin? Um, no, it wasn't Colin. Oh, sorry. It's because I was looking Can at you. you back off? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> That's not what I meant. His name was Mark Sailing. Mark and Sailing. I mean, the other thing about that show is that like a, a few people have gone on to have pretty decent careers. Like just last week, we're doing uh, the Gianni Versace show, and Darren Chris is going to get nominated for an Emmy for sure totally. for that performance. Uh yeah, uh, Chris Colfer is a children's book author now. Leah Michelle wow. does her thing. Did you so see like, the second episode of uh, Gianni Versace? Not yet. It's good. Yeah, no, I, I believe it. So he's doing really, really well. Mm-hmm. Some people have parlayed that show into something serious, and then in the case of a couple of people, their lives have ended in the most spectacular and nauseating of fashions. True. Yeah. Mainly like the two leads. Yeah. Weren't they the two leads on the, the show? Two masculine characters on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Um. Uh. What else? I watched the second episode of Counterpart too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was good. A little bit sleepier mm-hmm. overall. I think Versace is winning. Okay. But uh, did you hear J.K. Simmons on Bill Simmons yesterday? I did. Yeah, it was kind of good. It was good. Yeah, it, it wasn't really anything groundbreaking. It was kind of textbook. But yeah. they seem to like each other a lot. He talked about how in the selling of counterpart to to him mm-hmm. they told him we're not going to need you on set all the time we're going to do subplots you won't be needed at work every day and just as he's telling the story i was like you got lied to man like you're, yeah like, you're, like there's no way you're going to be able to take a vacation while you're shooting a season you're of very show. much going to need to be there all the time His, yeah. yeah he also i was almost a little bummed i kind of thought he was going to be a bit more of a like you know sometimes the acty types are super acty. Sure. I found him kind of acty. Really, like, academic about it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like, sometimes I kind of just want it to be, like, like, him talking about being a Tigers fan, and I'm trying to think of people that are just really interesting to me. Like, I always go to Andy Samberg as someone who I'm like, I just want to... Like, Bill Hader. Yep. Always want to know what Bill Hader has to say. He just seems like a super down-to-earth guy. But there's a difference between Bill Hader and Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg is talented and very mm-hmm. lovable, yeah. but I think he just kind of shows up, which is not to say he doesn't work hard. Right. But, like, he's there for the fun of it, whereas I think Bill Hader is more studious about the craft. Yeah, he might be a little bit more uncomfortable in, a, in like, an interview. I'm yeah. just talking, like, interview-wise. Okay. But I'm always interested with what he has to say. Me too. 
Whereas J.K. Simmons, I realized kind of halfway through, you know, I, th- I think he's good. Mm-hmm. I think he's just kind of an actor. Well, there's a reason he was a character actor for most of his career. Right. Like he had this one really groundbreaking performance that kind of put him on the A-list, but mm-hmm. he's pretty much always just been this guy who we recognize yeah. and we're comfortable with. Right. But was never really like standing out with yeah. his charisma. I was really interested to hear him talk about his experiences on Oz. Yeah. Because we both saw that first episode and That's just right. how crazy he is on that. I know. That was one you considered continuing and then it just never really happened. No. I don't know if I could continue at this point. Yeah, I know. Too far away. Uh, Diane Lane and Greg Kinnear both joined House of Cards this week, which resumed production after quite the hiatus. Interesting. So to fill the void of the missing Frank Underwood, mm-hmm. they have these new characters. They're going to play a married couple, I guess, Greg Kinnear and, and Diane Lane. We don't know what their roles will be. Swingers with the first lady. I mean, maybe. I mean, the first president i guess she's the president it's yeah we just kind president? of have decided that she's probably playing the president madam secretary and that yeah <laughs> and that does seem logical but then where's it going for its final season i have no idea i don't know i'm not interested i don't think i'm gonna watch it interesting because i think that they've done the proper business thing mm-hmm. in like really making an effort to to keep the show in the news and like they did the right thing by getting rid of him and like suddenly this show that was really tired is kind of relevant again and when it comes back it's going to be in the news you're right people will be interested in it i just if i honestly if i hear a lot of buzz about it i will watch it okay but otherwise i think i'm kind of done last night on jimmy kimmel his lead guest was stormy daniels oh really yeah how's that it was really interesting she was good she seems like she's she's kind of smart yeah um it it would it would appear she has a non-disclosure agreement and so her going on these shows really doesn't mean anything. No. Uh, a non-disclosure agreement with... With Trump. With Trump. Yeah. Oh. Um, because she was paid hush money. Like, that's what the whole story has been about, right? Mm. Her alleged affair with Donald Trump. Right. Um, but she was canceled at The View today, probably after having seen him on Kimmel. They're like, well, she's not going to tell us anything. And we can't mock her the way Kimmel right. would because we're not good at that. Yeah. Uh, he was He was good to her, but... His little ways of getting around it were explaining that surely if you don't have a non-disclosure agreement, you could tell us that you don't. Right. So your silence appears to me to be that you have a non-disclosure agreement. And she would just say, well, I'm being silent. And that kind of means like... Ah, yeah. So, and then there was this other story that came out yesterday about uh, her signing this thing that says her alleged affair with Donald Trump is all fake. It's all fabricated. Then a bunch of people started to compare her signature at the bottom of the letter with every other autograph she's ever done on a on a busty headshot right uh and it doesn't match and jimmy brought that up to her and she all but confirmed that yeah of course i didn't write this this is all fake and so it would seem that that affair probably happened stormy daniels also kind of sounds like a football player yeah stormy daniels digging it down the field an ex-football player who's now a sportscaster yeah maybe yeah also busty. Also busty. <laughs> did you watch the State of the Union or the? No, I didn't actually. No. Did you? No. And I thought I might. I didn't. I knew I wouldn't watch that. I thought I might watch the Piers Morgan interview, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't bring myself. Did to. anything big come from the State of the Union? Was there any bombshells? No, I think the story was that there was no story. He just kind of played it safe. He didn't. He didn't really say anything about Hillary's emails. Nah. He tooted his own horn. Right. So it's the third longest State of the Union address in history. Okay. The first two are both Bill Clinton's State of the Unions. Right. But Bill Clinton's lengthy State of the Unions were twice as many words as Trump's. Uh-huh. It took him 90 minutes to read 5,500 words and because brought- there was so much applause. Because he would stop to right. generate to his own applause. applause. And say, like, really, yeah. a lot. Oh, it's just rambly jargon. Yeah. And he can't read anyway. <laughs> uh, so no, I didn't. I didn't watch either of those things just because I'm I'm so over the entertainment factor. Uh-huh. Grammys lowest ratings of all I, time. I know nothing about the Grammys. I don't know who won anything. I don't know if there's any like I had less interest. Bruno this Mars year than won everything. Really? He won Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Album of the Year. Wow. He won everything across the board, and people will make a story out of it. There weren't enough women nominated, mm-hmm. and that's true. Uh, but it was like a really good. Grammys for people of color, I would understand. So, I mean, there's always a story. Right. 
But that's the story. It's not like Justin Timberlake pants Kelly Clarkson. No, that didn't happen. Uh, not this time. Not this time. Maybe next year. But you know, like the Grammys are usually, uh, like female performers usually do very well at the Grammys, at least in artist categories. There's always a Katy Perry or a Taylor Swift or, or a Lady Gaga or an Adele mm-hmm. or a Beyonce. Right. Or uh, Kelly know, Clarkson. A Kelly Clarkson. Even like the, the Iggy Azaleas of the world. Right. We, we've talked before about how the Grammys cannot possibly be as prestigious as the Oscars. No. If someone like Walk the Moon can have six Grammys. <sighs> right. Just doesn't happen. So uh, lowest ratings of all time for the Grammys. It's based a lot more too on like sales. Like so a box office hit would be considered like a potential Grammy win. Transformers could be a Grammy winner. You know what in though? that world. True. Yeah. If we're comparing... Uh, blockbusterdom mm-hmm. but i would argue that sales matters a lot in the oscars too because if if, yeah. if get out hadn't inexplicably made a ton of money it would not have been nominated for best picture right none of those movies were like first week box office sellouts or anything except for maybe dunkirk dunkirk is maybe the exception because of the batman factor but yeah. for the most part yeah, these are movies that either did well because of the Oscars mm-hmm. or did well and so the Oscars. Right. But less of the latter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but uh, did you watch any other shows this week? Nothing else new? I not really watched anything else this week. I saw Netflix has confirmed what their... What about SNL? I didn't think SNL was that good. No? Season high for ratings-wise. Yeah. I thought the, uh, the monologue was really funny. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought the airline skit was funny and the, that was funny yeah that was a really funny i, I like that one a lot they 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 played to his strengths which was great and they put him to work he's in the cold open as, totally. as bush and they put him in update, an too, update. which is rare <laughs> yep i think he must want to do these things oh sure right? like and i wonder if he what ideas he comes with too yeah me too did you listen to the mark maron macaulay culkin episode fabulous isn't that crazy fabulous. he's the only person to ever do an entire episode without cue cards yeah so the whole staff had to not do cue cards because his dad was an asshole yeah yeah that's so brutal i thought that interview was so interesting because yeah. there is this narrative around macaulay culkin that he's just drugged out of his head and he's going to turn up dead any given day right and of course he's a little weird yeah. he's quite weird but he's fine yeah he did, he did an ama this week too he's okay yeah. He's happy. He might be like a, a frequent drug user. Well, he still, said on, he but... said on Reddit, somebody asked him, he said, that's not really my thing. I like to drink. I like to smoke. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, he did, did mention drinking and smoking I think he's the pretty honest. Too. I think he's yeah. pretty open. He seems so, so well-spoken as mm-hmm. a small child. And now I feel like he's a bit more like, yeah, you see, you know, the, the, see, the thing is like. You didn't find him quite almost... articulate because I thought like there were certain words that he was saying that was like. Oh, Kevin McAllister. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't find that as much. I was okay. kind of like, oh, what happened to Kevin McAllister? Well, that's been what people have been saying sure. for 20 years. Sure, yeah. Uh, uh, I was happy for him. Uh, we, we didn't talk about uh, SNL last week either with uh, Chastain, Jessica Chastain. What'd you yeah, think of that one? I, th- I don't remember everything. I thought it was okay. I thought that one was pretty funny. Yeah. I don't she... know. I'm getting a little tired, I think. Yeah. A little, a little break from SNL. Need a... I'm not going to take it, but I might need one anyway. Yeah. Need some new stuff. I kind of like that nihilistic game show sketch they did where at the end they were just like, I I like the bloggers took it down because they thought it was just a cheap out for them to break character. Oh. I thought it it was okay. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah. It's not like they do it every episode or even once a season. No. Yeah. No. uh, Overall, it's, yeah, I I give the season maybe like a 70%. Yeah. Uh, Netflix has confirmed their edgy Sabrina the Teenage Witch show. We talked about this a little while back. Mm. Like in, in, like the the vein of Riverdale, they're going to make. I, I think Sabrina exists in the Riverdale universe. <laughs> okay, I think. But uh, in '90s TV version, it was a uh, produced by the same guy who made uh, Boy Meets World, and so there was a crossover there as well. So uh, you might argue that Boy Meets World and Riverdale are in the same universe. Mm, you would. You might argue that. That, that, would, that would suck. You might argue that. I do like. A world where all of the TJ, TGIF shows exist in the same, like, that's their MCU. What's a TJ, TGIF show? What's an example of that? TGIF. The, all the ABC shows. It was like like Boy Meets World mm-hmm. and Sabrina the Teenage Witch right. and Family Matters. And uh, what else was on there? At one point, 
I think that's what uh, Full House is on. Probably. It was like Friday night, wholesome. Do you remember the show Teen Angel? Yeah. Also, oh, Teen Angel. Also produced that, by the that same was T- I think his name was Michael Jacobs. That was TGIF. Like, they yeah. had a TGIF lineup going on for like five years. Yeah. Teen Angel was great. Where is the actor who played Teen Angel? I don't know. He was really charming. Yeah. He, what, what was he What's he doing now? Is he? Does he ever eventually say, do you remember a show called Teen Angel? I was Teen Angel. Maybe he's like a writer or producer. That would be kind of refreshing. He probably is. If he's not, uh, you know, in what jail. What an incredibly morbid premise for a show. Yeah. About a 17-year-old who eats a rank burger. No, died. pizza. It was a burger. It was a burger? Yeah. Uh, okay. Dies and comes back as the guardian angel of his friend, who in, then has to navigate high school without him. In like a really cool like 90s white tracksuit. Yeah, that's And that's, that's right. his like angel look. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Funny show. Any other ones that, that were on TGIF that we can think of right now? I was a big Boy Meets World fan. I was, yeah. I was crazy about that show. I thought it was great. Yeah, I think Boy Meets World is probably top of the charts. Uh, Norm Macdonald is in talks to get a Netflix talk show. I saw that on his AMA. That's very interesting. Did you see his thing? It was like someone asked, "What's your favorite fruit and vegetable?" <laughs> and he said, uh, "Elton John and Terry Schiavo." Good lord! Oh my god! Come Norm on, McDonald. And people were like, "Whoa, he's swinging!" Yeah, he is. Like he was not. That's holding not even back that clever. AMA. No, it's like not PC to it call was just, gay people fruits anymore. It was just really like. Wow, Norm's never showing his hand. Oh my god! <laughs> yep. Well, at least he likes them. They're his favorites. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, did you hear the Tom Hanks news this week? You must have. This yeah, was, he's gonna be on deal. the Mister Rogers movie. He's gonna play Mister Rogers. He's gonna play Fred Rogers. Yeah. So you know, America's dad playing America's grandpa, mm. America's neighbor. Could be good. I. What are we actually gonna get from that movie, though? Is there going to be? Know. I think oh yeah, because my... he's kind of got like the military there's past. There's mythology about Fred Rogers, how he's in the military, and then he advocated for oh, funding for are, PBS. Are we going to have like a, a saving Saving Private Ryan <laughs> scene yeah. with Mister Rogers in the early That's right. part of it, and be like, I'm just going to go back and try to make a TV show for kids because education is really important. As much as I want that to be the film that they're mm-hmm. going to make, it's not. They're going to do this kind of Tuesdays with Maury esque, uh, like. I think like a, a like a real time movie about his friendship with this journalist. There's this like cynical journalist who I can't remember the name of right now who was supposed to do a profile in Fred Rogers, mm-hmm. and in that process they became friends and they learned from each other and they grew. And the movie is called "You Are My Friend," <laughs> which is the clunkiest title I've ever heard. The secretly gay story of Fred Rogers. <laughs> secretly? Oh, have you seen King Friday? <laughs> Uh, what is King Friday? Is it one of the puppets from Oh, uh, gotcha. Mr. Rogers? Gotcha, gotcha. What was his name, right? I don't know. Was uh, he married? Did he have kids and stuff? Probably. All right. It'd be a shame if nobody ever got to call Mr. Rogers' dad. Mm. What a or waste. husband. Or husband. What a waste. <laughs> That's the real shame. Anyway, you seem to be as cynical as this journalist friend of his. <laughs> it's going to be lovely because everybody loves Tom Hanks and everybody loves Mr. Rogers. And there's yeah. so much kindness and wholesomeness in this story that you should chin up, okay? Yeah, sure. Buck up. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> uh, Tommy Wiseau announced this week uh, the release of The Room in 3D. So we know how it was shot on both HD and and nine mil- millimeter yeah nine millimeter 33 uh 3d2 apparently i was shot on 3D. Or, or he's like he's like converted like, it to 3d yeah. after the fact i bet he's gonna it's not gonna it. look good either way so. no it's there's, imp- it's there's per- nothing that's conducive to it being a 3d movie like no no there's no there's the not football. even any like yeah the, <laughs> the football would be the one thing and someone like falling toward the screen that's right there's also like the rooftop scenes yeah oh god <laughs> Oh my god! It's so Tommy was old fashioned to want to jump on the 3D bandwagon like way after 3D after is, is important to anybody. Yeah, <laughs> are they still making 3D? But like, can, will you see most movies in 3D? No, or is that... I, I went to see. Um, I specifically went to the Last Jedi in non 3D screenings. Right. The both times I saw it, I saw it IMAX the second time. How was that? That was great. Nice, but no, uh, no 3D glasses. I just don't like them. No, no. I, I don't mind the them, last but time. if I were to go to see like a Pixar movie, maybe it would be valuable. But like mm-hmm. those movies are beautiful anyway. Right, Jumanji, I guess, was 3D. That was the, my last 3D experience. In what I've seen of that movie, I think it was kind of built to be a 3D yeah, movie. Definitely, it's very jump out at you. Mm-hmm. Jim Caviezel confirmed to be coming back as Christ in Mel Gibson's Passion sequel. 
<laughs> what? There's a lot of elements to that you uh, might have questions yeah. about. The Passion of the Christ, the Yeah, <laughs> Mel I, I don't even want to ask the questions. They are making a sequel. A sequel. And by they, I mean Mel Gibson. And Jim Caviezel is going to reprise his role yes. as our Lord and Savior, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Boo. Boo. So what, what story about, do you tell after the Passion? Is it going to be like the Easter story? Like the that rising? That is the Passion of the Christ. I mean, like the Passion is, is the killing of Jesus, but then at the end of that movie, he resurrects. That's how the Does movie it, ends. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. So like this movie is his ascension into heaven, I guess. Is it a prequel? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's been done too. I have no idea. Are they going off script, like outside of canon for this? Well, there was a Family Guy episode years ago mm-hmm. about Mel Gibson making a sequel to Passion of the Christ, in which it's wow. like a Rambo esque shoot 'em up action film <laughs> starring Jim Caviezel. Like a lot of this is coming true, except for the tone of the film. Maybe that's what it'll be. We keep giving Mel Gibson a camera. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Stop giving him that camera. Uh, David Yates, the director of many Harry Potter films and also the Fantastic Beasts films, uh, has come out to say that in reference to the homosexuality of Albus Dumbledore, mm-hmm. as portrayed by Jude Law in this upcoming uh, Fantastic Beasts movie, will not explicitly be addressed, but it will be subtle to those who are aware of it, which, of course, is everybody. <laughs> so it'll be like a little, like, kind of like, but grab a little wink, a wink and a nudge. Yeah. So this is this is the crimes of Grindelwald, right? So right. that's that's the story we're telling next. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, with Johnny Depp, but with Jude Law as young Dumbledore, which I think people are pretty on board with, and I certainly am. Um, what's interesting about Dumbledore's uh, romantic history is that as a lad, mm-hmm. when he was pals with Grindelwald pre evil, yeah, he was in love with Grindelwald. Ah. So when they have the great battle of wizards between the two of them, the two greatest wizards alive battle once and for all. There is actually a sexual tension there. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I don't know much about this battle, so I don't, I'm I'm explaining it to you. They, well, you basically said they were friends and then they have a battle and then, and there's sexual tension. I don't know if there's sexual tension during the battle. Go to the film. Go go see the movie. Okay. 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 Was there a book? No, there wasn't a book, but it's it's part of Pottermore lore, and it's okay. something people are, are would be more excited to see explored if it wasn't the unfortunate Johnny Depp right. in that role. Oh, as Grindelwald. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. So we might see some. Is Grindelwald gay? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll find that it's a spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> it was a choice. Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, speaking of the Oscars, Casey Affleck will not present Best Actress, which is really breaking tradition. Right, because they always have Best Actress give to the Best Actor from the year before. And, That's right, and, and, and vice versa. And vice versa. Uh, but yeah, it's just not the season for him to get on a stage. It's not. It's just like what he represents right now. To, Did he say, was it his call or was it? I mean, it might be his call. He didn't yeah. say, look, y'all are mad at me, so I'm not coming. He right. just said, I'm not coming. Oh, gotcha. Uh, but there, and I don't know what it's going to be yet, how it will how it will uh, take aesthetic form at the Golden Globes. It was everybody wears black. At the Grammys, it was everybody wears a white rose. Mm-hmm. How they will choose to visualize the, uh, the Me Too movement, the Time's Up movement at the Oscars. Has yet to be determined. Yeah, but it's convenient for Woody Allen that he already has a reputation and not going to these things. We can say that right. much. Sure. Uh, Casey Affleck would probably get plenty, plenty of dirty looks right. were, were he to show up. Yeah. Yeah, that would not be good. Him giving it to like Francis McDormand. <laughs> Look out, Francis! Who literally throat punches him. <laughs> yeah. She accepts the yeah. award. That's true too, because she could very likely win. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be her or Saoirse Ronan. Mm-hmm. Saoirse. Saoirse. We talked a couple of weeks ago about how she has now been nominated three times, and we were sure the middle one was for Brooklyn, but we couldn't quite figure out what the first one was. Turns out it was uh, Atonement when she was 12 yeah. years Age old. Age 12. 12 years old. Yeah, and we started talking about our accomplishments at age 12. I think I had a curling trophy at that point, but it was probably... Curling? It was for, yeah, participation trophy. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I, uh... Over y- seven years. Seriously? Yeah. 
man, you could probably kick my ass on the old curling fields of Nova Scotia. <laughs> of your. Of your. <laughs> I could. I could kick your ass on I the curling fields of your. I suck at curling. Yeah. So do I, but okay. I could kick your ass. Sure. Yeah. Well, challenge accepted. All right. Um, anything else you got on that little, uh... They're doing another Superman TV show. It was greenlit. It's a Superman prequel. How it's different from Smallville, I have no idea, but it's called Metropolis. And who cares? Yeah. Who cares? They need to give up the Superman for another 20 years. And Crocodile Dundee, the Danny McBride movie, was in fact proven to be a fake. Right. Which I thought it might have been. Right. And it was, it's for a Super Bowl ad. Yeah. Right. Disappointing. Yeah. People thought it was for sure a real thing. It seemed real. It convinced people, yep. which is exactly what they wanted because they got more headlines out mm-hmm. of it. You want to talk shows? Yeah, let's do it. It's your turn to go first. Okay, God, what am I going to pick? Um, let's go with... Maybe I'll go with Electric Dreams. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, he found that challenging. I couldn't I couldn't recap this episode. Really? If you paid me. Uh, okay. You're gonna <laughs> recap the pilot episode of Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams. Mm-hmm. Starting in three, two, one, go. Okay, so without remembering character names, there's basically a detective and a teep. Uh they live in a kind of futuristic dystopian society where people's minds can be read by these telepaths. Uh, they have a telepath actually working for the police agency and the public does not like knowing that their minds can be read. So there's a bit of a revolt. People make masks to hide the tel- the, the people that are able to, to read them. Um, long story short, <laughs> long story short, the, the masks, like the copper masks can block the telepathy. Yes. And uh, they end up, it turns out that the police had this detective that was able to block the telepathy in his mind. So his new partner, who he kind of got romantically involved with, couldn't read him. And in the end, she kind of turns on him knowing that and lets him die. Right. What do you think? What was her deal? She kind of had a Saoirse Ronan vibe herself. In she fact, did, a little kind bit. Kind of like a period Saoirse Ronan, like, like half 1940s Saoirse Ronan, half 2040s Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm interested to know, I'm interested why they chose this one as the first episode yeah. of Electric Dreams, because it seems like they probably have cooler premises. It's called The Hood than, like, Maker. Like, mind reading. Yeah. Right. So all of all of the episodes of this show and the the universe of this show are based mm-hmm. on the short stories of Philip K. Dick, who is mm-hmm. best known for inspiring uh, such sci-fi action as Blade Runner, mm-hmm. uh, Minority Report, and Total Recall. Totally. Total so, Recall, uh, Scanner Darkly. Yeah. Um, Adjustment Bureau, which That's I thought right. was funny that he did that too. Yeah. So uh, Blade Runner was not the name of his story. It was inspired by... Uh, this story called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? And that's mm-hmm. where we get the title Electric Dreams from, which I was, because uh, I always am, I was ready to dig into how stupid the title is until you learn that it's part of this greater thing. Oh, is it part of part of Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? I mean, I, like I don't, I don't know whole... exactly why the Blade Runner story is called that because I've never read it. Oh, I can tell you. Okay. So in futurist society, everyone having an animal is like a sign of... Uh, of authority okay uh or like status and so the better animal you have the more status you have and uh so androids are he wonders if androids dream of like having a sheep is like a sign of ultimate status okay so he the whole thing is like would androids dream of electric sheep it's kind of just how the whole story is comparing and droids, and do they feel right to humans? Well, perhaps not dissimilarly from Black Mirror. It's just got this like vague title. The right. show, yeah, Electric yeah. Dreams, kind that, of comes loosely from that because that's right. It's a, a PKD story thing, right? And it's clearly trying to compete with Black Mirror. Yeah, and to what avail? What What is the purpose? of I don't know. I, it, Are we not like super saturated? With it's post-apocalyptic, some... dystopic future. Like Brian Cranston's in an episode of it. Did oh, you know that? No. Yeah, like the, it's it's kind of star studded. Some it of the probably should have led with that. Yeah, 
I think so too, but maybe it wouldn't have played as well in, in the UK or wherever it's airing right now. Yeah, it started on Channel 4 or Channel 5 or something, right. and it's it's now kind of picking up some steam over here. But that was the case with, with Black Mirror too. It was a BBC show, show that you were in on right. like two or three years before anyone knew what it was. Yeah. Very cool. That's me. Finger yeah. on the pulse. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know that I love the, love the story. I haven't seen most of his stuff. Like I haven't seen, I don't, I haven't even seen Blade Runner. I've read Do Andrew's Dream of Electric Sheep. Okay. But, uh, I haven't seen a scanner darkly or any of that stuff. Why have you read that story and not seen Blade Runner? <laughs> because it was actually part of an English like class. Okay. Um, and that was one of the reasons I took the class was cause I was like, Oh, I should read that. Yeah. Uh, it was, no, it was like, yeah, intro to fiction, science fiction, or something. Hmm. Anyway, that's part of kind of that's part kind of part of the cyberpunk genre. Yeah, it kind of had, and Becky said the same things. Kind of mm-hmm. had like a steampunk kind of look to it. Yeah, but also weirdly like 1940s Brooklyn. Right. Like it had this weird kind of vibe to it. Yeah. I also found the lighting, as did Becky. I have to give her credit. The lighting was really pretentious. Like yeah. everything is green just for aesthetic. Yeah, I know. They're like the light from him looking outside is just super super green like christmas lights yeah yeah can i tell you something what i hated this show yeah i thought it was again possible an anthology series like it's not the same episode i know totally different that does from... make a difference but i agree I'm, it doesn't get me as amped to watch the rest i'm kind of no. like oh, i can watch i more. thought it was such a miss i thought like this is this is pretentious and pointless and mm-hmm. like and nothing here is charming. Right. Like, and there's so, nothing that is like that I'm rooting for at and, all. And some of the trailers I've seen, even with uh uh Brian Cranston seem like badly CGI'd. Yeah. Well and, that, and that's why I, I, I actually ended up thinking, I didn't think this ahead of time, but I ended up thinking that it's a decent pairing with this other show that we're gonna cover after this. It kinda looked like a CW cheap Ray Bradbury ripoff. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. And and again, go in with something crazy, something that kind of blows my mind. Not yeah. that people can, people are mutants and they can read minds because that's not that's nothing new. to do with. I was gonna say that has nothing to do with technology, but that's not necessarily the premise of Electric Dreams. No, that's the premise of Black Mirror. It's the premise of Black Mirror, but it would be nice if they could haunt me just a little bit with yeah, it. Cause, yeah, because right. yeah, uh, robots that can read your mind or whatever mm-hmm. doesn't really feel. Any any different from just some like cookie cutter? But sci-fi. she wasn't a robot. She was just a normal human. Okay, sorry, I'm confusing it with it. The, there's this 1984 movie called Electric Dreams, which apparently has nothing to do with Philip K. Dick, uh, okay. and it is about a robot who could read minds, and she falls in love with. Uh, the, it's a comedy. Oh God! So, well, thank God we didn't have to watch that. So don't get confused, or do and watch that instead, because I just I could not give less of a crap about about this show yeah i i won't say i give it my ass but i'm kind of out of curiosity i'll watch more yeah okay you know i'll just to see maybe i'll like take a scan through some of the trailers of different shows of the different how many episodes series. are there i think there's like eight or nine okay yeah i guess you have easier access to some of this than me like i have to really put in work to watch a show i know sometimes you do have to dig to find it yeah and there's very few that i'll actually like I'll give dig, you that. Dig around for. This is us. We'll still dig for. Sure. They're actually having some some problems right now. Uh, Crockpot is a little bit mad at This Is Us. I won't say, oh, say why. Because, uh, but there was a little incident on This Is Us, which, by the way, you see coming. Right. It's not. It's not. In fact, I'll, I'll say <laughs> that Crockpot was just laying out there all episode right, with the so gasoline ugly. right now. It's to so it. frustrating to me when you see people blogging about uh, Jack's death on mm-hmm. on on this is us because you then, know he's gonna die but and, you're not well, quite yeah, sure how that's the premise of the show like everybody tweets back like whoa spoilers yeah. you're not watching the show because if you were you mm-hmm. would know that it's the premise of the show it's not a spoiler to know jack dies mm-hmm. anyway there's there's a little conflict with Crockpot now well it's not the premise of the show really they're like how early do you know that jack dies like episode three Oh, okay. It is absolutely the premise of the show. How this family is mm. is dealing is has moved on. That's true. From well, I mean, maybe agree to disagree because last night you threw the the Andrew Kanan spoiler in my face that I was watching the show to try to realize what what did, did I do? 
the Andrew Kunanen spoiler of yeah. Versace? That's not a spoiler. It is a spoiler. I, I was I, I was actually actively avoiding that news. Slaney, it's, I could go on Wikipedia and find it. I know not that. It's a spoiler. It's telling you a story it knows you already know. Do no, think, but I don't. Do you, do you think when they made But the, I don't know that, though. No, no, because they, I don't know that. Do you think when they made The People versus OJ, they thought people are going to love this because they don't know how this turned out? No, but did you know how... This tur- you you obviously had to look it up. You didn't know. No, I knew he was dead. You knew Absolutely. that Andrew Kunanen killed himself. Yeah, because when serial killers twenty years later they've killed themselves. That's how it goes. <laughs> no, the the Unabomber is is still in jail. It's not, and, a- and that was a speaking of that. That was a story that I watched, not knowing much about it. The Unabomber, and didn't look anything up because I wanted to just. I didn't know anything about the story, and I wanted to view it from complete. Well, I told you I was Untouched sorry, eyes. but I maintain that it's... sound like you are. I told you I was sorry last week. Go back and listen to the show show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might have said it, but did you mean I it? was, and you said... It's okay. That's how you said it. Mm. And it, I maintain it's not a spoiler. It's history. It's a thing that happened 20 years ago. It didn't what I'm ha- saying is you didn't have to say it. It didn't happen in the imagination of Jordan Peele. Oh it's God. going to... They make, they make... You don't have to... They make this show entertaining. Admonish me. They make the show entertaining in spite of the fact that you know the outcome. They're dramatizing a thing they assume you already know about. Okay, it's now not you're mansplaining. I'm not you, mansplaining. You, you're mansplaining. No, I'm not mansplaining to you a man. <laughs> it feels like it. I don't think so. I don't feel like a man when you talk to me this way. <laughs> that I've achieved my goal. <laughs> Anyway, don't watch Electric Dreams. Okay. Spoiler alert, it yeah. sucks. <laughs> it's great. Uh, okay, so you're going to cover the other show. Now I feel like you're actually mad at me. No, 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 I'm not actually mad. You shouldn't be. I got mad when you started getting mad. Andrew Kanonen kills himself. <laughs> in the real world, it really happened. I'm not going to do a good job recapping Black Lightning either. No? I can do better than I would have for the other one. But... All right. Well, I don't think we're thrilled with either of the shows. So. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, uh, you're going to start in three, two, one, go. Jefferson is this high school principal now, but in his younger years, he was Black Lightning, vigilante crime fighter who was always at odds with the police. His wife asked him to retire when they had kids. He became the school principal. But now it's seeming that there is so much crime and violence surrounding his daughters at his high school that he has to swoop back in and kind of get in the way of some of these gangs and some of the gun violence that appears to be making itself present around his recently rehabilitated high school. Uh, He ends up killing some people in the process. (laughs) Yeah, I dwelled a little bit on the earlier parts. But that's that's my biggest charge with this show, storytelling-wise, is that it's guilty of that annoying... uh, cliche uh gritty superhero trope of i'm gonna rid this town of crime and in the process i'm gonna murder lots of people Mm. it's just it's very needlessly violent yeah yeah it was needlessly violent i had so many issues i had so many issues they write that's not even my first issue like yeah first of all so i get that he was a former superhero and his family moved him to change that. But the way that they told that was like his daughters staying alive was the only <laughs> thing that mattered. And they repeated that like three or four yeah. times. They're like, why was his daughter staying alive? His right. number one goal, not to like make them well-rounded people nope. or like Just teach them. All they have to do is stay alive, <laughs> stay in alive in this crazy <laughs> ass city. Yeah. And like I was saying I had an issue with the the way that they were using literally on the show. Yeah. They did it twice. One of one of the times was when Black Lightning Jefferson says, "You don't understand. Tobias literally uh, like shoved my father's articles down his throat." And I'm yeah. like, "What?" It, they, until he choked on them. Killed like he yeah, choked him by yeah. stuffing his articles. I'm going to need to know more about what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> that stood out to me too. And also uh, his friend in the show at one point says, this can become a literal mess. <laughs> like, but speaking kind of figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know what that was about. I thought it was so cheesy. I thought, I don't know if you saw the, like the commercial cutaways where it's like the black lightning is back. Like it was part yeah. of a rap song. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Oh, they, they made so many bad decisions about this. Terrible decisions. I think they could have intentionally made it more campy. Right. 
and like it would have been more enjoyable like almost like comedic with the family and it would have been more enjoyable but they're just they you know take what? they took itself too seriously dc has always had a problem with this though they always take themselves too seriously because there's no levity in dc right and so when it doesn't turn out it really doesn't turn out yeah and it hasn't really turned out except for wonder woman yeah that's true I mean, this is part of, it was initially not supposed to be a part of the Arrowverse. Yeah. Uh, I think they wanted to distance themselves from it, thinking but it was going to in. be better. And now they're saying, no, we're open to doing crossover episodes oh, with God. like Supergirl and whatever. I, this was obviously in the same field. Why are people saying it's so much better? People are really into it and it's not good. I think it's buying those like Last Jedi style, buying these positive reviews. We work with a guy who referred to it as black exploitation earlier today. Mm-hmm. And is that correct by definition? I mean... Black exploitation would be like uh, exploiting like, the stereotypes of black culture for storytelling, right? Well, yeah, but more like like um, I'm trying to think of uh, Shaft would be black exploitation, right. which was like boom sucker, yeah, and like you know show up and right. and then he'd take a girl with an afro back to his room and kind of be like a renegade, and he might slap her at some point. Like it was a very like like defined genre, right? Of but he was overall a hero. Yes. It's a complicated man. No one understands him but his woman. <laughs> right. That kind of thing. Or like maybe it's like a karate guy who's, you know, also black So this doesn't Afro. exactly meet that because like the character Jefferson is like an upstanding, respectable person. Yeah. And he's good at his job as like a disciplinarian. Yeah. But it does, it does kind of, I know what he meant because seeing his cheesy suit with oh like the, God, it was cheesy. the like, a lightning bolt on so it cheesy. and the cheesiness of him actually using his powers and holding someone over a balcony it was yeah. so bad yeah so many bad lines and so he killed that guy right that guy's dead he threw him down into the car i don't think so the guy kind of like raised his head to be like uh, that guy was, uh, was that guy lala no lala was the scarier guy yeah the, the first guy who like almost pulls out a gun at the school mm-hmm. he wasn't scary at all no and then lala was kind of scary right and that actually, the the only cool thing was when that guy like shot him. <laughs> Tobias with that, harpoons with that, him. Yeah, he shoots him with like a fish hook harpoon. <laughs> yeah, and then pulls him towards the desk. Yeah, that, that was actually kind of cool. That, at least there's some novelty in that. But like, Lala, it was so weird in the scene where Jefferson wants to talk to him at the school, and he's like, "Thanks for meeting me. I wanted to talk about like how we had a truce about gang staying off." And out of nowhere, for no reason, he's like, hey, little man, introduce yourself. There's just a little kid. Right. And the little kid's like, hello, sir, I'm Malik. And he's like, that's what I'm talking about. So Except nice. weren't you selling drugs? No, like, weren't you playing video games? Yeah, <laughs> instead of selling drugs yeah. like you're supposed to be. Like, just making such a weird... It got like, so extreme yeah. in such an unbelievable like, it, way. It had to be done right there. And then Jefferson had to be like, oh, I'm showing that I'm the moral person in this... Also, is, is Black Lightning supposed to be enigmatic? Because those are just goggles. And he's getting, like, nose-to-nose with people. Yeah. And, like, it's not the same. Like, Superman Superman just taking off his glasses and being Superman. Like, that's a metaphor for people you underestimate can surprise you. Yeah. Black Lightning he just puts on goggles. And why, so he stopped being Black Lightning, and the wife split up with him anyway, but still kind of loves him. But, like, it seemed like that was... That's the worst thing in the world. You can never go back to being Black Lightning. At the end, he's like, "Hey, I went back to being Black Lightning." She's like, "Thank you," because <laughs> it like saved her kids. You know what? You you watched the you watched this before me, and you told me about how you felt about it. Yeah. So I was predisposed to not liking it. <laughs> right. And normally that would be annoying, except I really like when you hate something a lot. I I, I th- yeah, I, I've got more of like a fire under yeah, me when I don't like something. This is actually kind of a, a cool fact. Uh, at 47 years old, Cress Williams, who plays our lead character of Black Lightning, is the second oldest actor to debut in a live-action superhero. Wow. Okay. To, 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 other people older than 47 have played superheroes, but to debut in their character. At 47. Uh, the, uh, the oldest was Ron Perlman, who is 54. Hellboy. As Hellboy. He, uh, uh, Jefferson, uh, was apparently in Heart of Dixie, Jen let me know. Oh, no Which way. is another CW show. I wonder if Black Lightning exists in Dixie. Maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's a broad universe. And is that Rachel Bilson, is that her show? Yeah. Do you want to know what's funny is Jen said, oh my God, he was in Heart of Dixie. And just sitting there, I said, was Heart of Dixie about a girl with the last name Heart who lived in a town who, and she was a heart surgeon? 
And Jen said, yep, you know it. Uh, and I said, just I guessed just it? guessed that premise oh, no. from it being a CW show yep. and it being called Heart of Dixie. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that sad? So really sad. I, I don't have any hope for any CW show. I mean, like, no. I know I know people like Riverdale is obviously kind of well-liked. It's the flagship program right now. But it's not good. I'll but tell it's you that. not good. And we can have conversations about how funny episodes are. It's not for... good. And Becky and I have kind of decided we're over it. Like, oh, we, really? We really enjoyed the first season sure. for its flaws. Yeah. Now it's just like, okay, get over yourself. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, you were mentioning how in the second season they so quickly abandoned his, like, how music was his life in the first season. Oh, Archie's yeah. Archie's life. And then it just. Yeah, he's now, now he's gone. wrestling. That's what he's doing. He's wrestling. He's wrestling. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so stupid. No, like they, they move on from plots like so quickly. Like mm-hmm. like Moose and Midge both got shot. <laughs> and then the episode ended. <laughs> and then they didn't die. And no, then it was never mentioned again. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's Wouldn't ridiculous. you love to be a writer on one of those shows, kind of? Because you could just well, like... You know the show Love with... Uh, that's exactly what like, I was that's thinking That's the of. kind of show he works on. The show he works on is clearly a Pretty Little Liars ripoff. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a teen witch. Well, teen yeah. like... Wichita, it's Wichita. called. Wichita. That's going to be coming back pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Like March 1st or something. That's kind of exciting. Yeah. That's a little... That's a sleeper, that show. Mm-hmm. It comes around. I, I still really finished the, the second season. Oh, okay. You don't like it as much as me then. Yeah, I got to get back into it. Uh, to watch. I think that's pretty much all I have for for observations about about Black Lightning. It wasn't good either. Hey, there's a show that I think we should do next week. Okay. Called obviously don't watch Black Lightning. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, no S's from either show. No. Uh, a show I think we should do next week is uh, that AP Bio show. What's that? So Patton Oswalt is in it. Uh, the main character is Glenn Howerton. The okay. guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So there's been rumors about if he's leaving, it's always sunny, and he's not. And he said no. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's basically about like a high school substitute teacher who has like a Harvard degree or something, and he's going to teach bio. But it's kind of like a school of rock style teacher, and apparently the kids in it are also really good. They're all okay. kind of like high school students, and it's a I lot think, of like improv UCB comedians I I saw that are in an it. ad for this. What's yeah. What's it called? Um, it's called AP Bio. Okay, we'll check that out for sure. And it's it's actually debuting, so it's tomorrow night, Thursday night, Great. that it comes out. Do you have any interest in checking out Divorce, which is Sarah Jessica Parker's show? Sure. Kind of heard it's not bad. I've Divorce. actually decided I really like her. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I think right she's on. like she's like very well spoken and very Broderick's lady. Very winning in all interviews, and she seems cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm on board. No S's across the board. No S's on this one. We have a few minutes to kill. Do you want to do some trivia? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Did we do any last week? No, we haven't done it a lot lately. Okay. It's okay. We don't need to We don't need to overdo it. All right, Slaney, I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Johnny Fever won the lottery on WKRP in Cincinnati, what did he do with the winnings? Interesting. I don't know. I'm sure everyone at our office would know. Probably. When they're not talking and, about the turkey and, drop episode. Just, yes, thank you. And just listeners of Q104 in general, because they love to compare Q104 to WKRP. Yeah. It's very annoying. Mm-hmm. He gave the lottery winnings to his daughter. Oh, really? Okay, so yeah. you're going for another one. All right. Uh, what kind of haircut does Drew Carey have? Uh, well, that's pretty much the most obvious one you could go with. Crew cut? A crew cut. <laughs> A Drew cut. Uh, what Friends actor is Canadian? Uh, Matthew Perry. That's right. What sport did he also almost turn pro in? Whoa. I'm going to say tennis. That's right. Tennis. <laughs> Alex P. Keaton had two sisters and eventually a little brother on Family Ties. What were their names? Oh, God. I don't know. I have no idea. Mallory, Jennifer. Mallory, I should and know. Andrew. Here, you do a few for me. All right. We're literally just going back and forth. Just, on a I don't know. This is not great radio, but <laughs> I don't like having a less than one hour show. Who played Brandon Walsh on Beverly Hills 90210? No idea. Uh, it was Jason Priestley. Okay. Uh, oh my God. There's so many ones that are just turning up 90210. Yeah, I know. They need to be shuffled again. Who starred as Allie in Allie McBeal? Oh, shoot. She was at one time involved with Harrison Ford. It might still be. Uh, Harrison Ford's wife is Callista Flockhart. That's right. Okay. Really? She's is that yeah. how me feel? Yeah, you didn't know that? I guess not. <laughs> anyway, 
All right, do we want to put one out to... Uh... Yeah, let's put one out to the people. God, another Ally McBeal. <laughs> uh, God damn it. Frasier. I feel like we get the same ones all the time. Read okay, an, all right. A, a 90s one. one, maybe? This is 90s, but... Oh, 90s plus, right? Okay. Uh, Susan on Desperate Housewives is played by a witch actress. Hmm. Who played Susan on Desperate Housewives? If you know the answer, you can tweet us at Show Show Podcast before next Wednesday, and we will dedicate the show to you if, in fact, you are the first person to get the answer correct. Yes. Susan on Desperate Housewives. So I saw that they're having a really hard time getting the Bad Boys Part 3 sequel off the ground. Are they trying to do that? They were trying to do it for a little while, and then they couldn't get Uh, either guy. (laughs) Well, that's going to stop you right there. And so they decided to revamp it recently. They had a director on board, and they fired the director, and they have a new director. None of these people are people. Wasn't it just Michael Bay? Michael Bay was enough for this? No, Michael Bay was never involved. Oh, okay. Uh, And so now they have another director. And it, the, the script they have written is called Bad Boys for Life. Okay. And they're trying, they're chasing down Will Smith right now. He hasn't confirmed. <laughs> he hasn't Probably confirmed his role in Bad Boys for Life. Hard no. <laughs> and why? Because we never trust Will Smith. Never trust Will Smith. 